Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Peace be unto you all. I thank God for blessing me to be in the land of the living one more time. I thank God for taking care of us and protecting us thus far. God has been so good to us. I was on my way back from California and I drove that truck that I have like it was a car, which is not supposed to be. And there was just some snow on the road and it didn't handle like a car, I'll just tell you that much. But um, it spun me around and threw me off the road and I saw the post and I just gritted my teeth because I it was coming very nicely. And God blessed the truck to slide and then stop and go around the post and into the ditch. And I got out and I said, you know what, I, nothing spilled, nothing. I didn't roll the truck, I didn't bend the truck, nothing happened. Didn't hit nobody else. And that part of the freeway happened to be perfectly clear in the middle of the day. So it gave me all the space that I needed to drive a truck like it was a car instead of like a truck. So I put it in four-wheel drive and I got out of the ditch and then the radiator blew. So it was a great day. Like one thing right after another, it was a, it was a good day though. Because when I was sitting there on the side of the road and I wasn't upset, I wasn't, I knew everything was going to be okay. I wasn't mad. I started trying to think, Lord, did I do something wrong? And then I tried to think, Lord, you know, is, is the devil just trying not to let me get to church or, but I wasn't bothered. You know, I wasn't upset. So I was just standing there in the snow and it was a very beautiful snow, it was snowing. And then God never let me stay there long. Somebody was always there. If it wasn't when I got, when it first happened, the state trooper stood there with me until I got a hold of somebody to come and get me. And then he left and then Eric and Javi came and got the truck and brought me back right on home. So <laughs> I thank God for protecting me the whole way. And God is good. He, he knows when we make mistakes. Sometimes we get into trouble by our own stuff. That wasn't, I don't believe the devil throwing me off the road. I believe I drove a truck that like it was a little car and it wasn't. And trucks don't handle snow like a car does. So, but I thank God for protecting me. Today we're going to read in the book of Proverbs. I'll be reading Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. This is a message about doing more. What made this message come to my mind is, is the winter. People have all summer to prepare for the winter. And then those snow hits and everybody's, well, no, I won't say everybody, but a lot of people start complaining. This was too early. I'm not ready. I wasn't expecting this. And, and I was, I was, I listen to people as I go to work and I listen to people wherever I'm at. And I hear these conversations 
and even the people that I, where I live, because I live in an RV, and everybody winterizes their RVs for the winter, but nobody was really expecting snow this soon. So everybody's out there trying to winterize, and pipes are freezing, and and I was watching everybody, and then it came to me, you know, this is what's going to happen with people when Jesus calls their name. They weren't ready. They weren't expecting it. They weren't prepared. And it's like those 10 virgins that went, they were good people, but they were not wise. They did good things in life, but if you don't have Jesus, you're not going to make it. You could be a very good person, but if you don't have Jesus, you're not going to make it. You have to have Jesus. You have to have the precious Holy Ghost. You have to go beyond what God has told you to do, because then he says, after you did all that you were bidden to do, say you're unfaithful, because you should have done more. The ten virgins, they had oil. They had lamps. They were trimmed and burning bright. They were doing what they were bidden to do, but when they needed more, they didn't have it. When the time came to, to test our faith, do we have enough love, enough patience, enough kindness, enough trust, enough faith to carry us through? Or are we going to try to borrow from somebody because we didn't do more than what we were asked to do? We're going to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. I'll be reading that. And then Proverbs 30, 24 through 28, Romans 12, 9 through 16, John 9, 3 through 5, Matthew 17, 17 through 21, and Matthew 25, 1 through 13, and the last one, Luke 17, 7 through 10. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for your precious word. My God, bless me to speak with boldness but with love and kindness. And bless this word to fall upon good ground. My Father, remove every obstacle, every thought that is hindering us from learning and receiving what you have for us. And bless us to receive this, my God, and to grow and become fruitful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Proverbs, the sixth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse, it says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, who having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. The word sluggard means slothful, to lean to idleness, to be indolent, that word means to try to ignore or to get away from activity or from doing something physical or mentally to be lazy. And so he's telling us, don't look at the ant. See, the ants, if you think about it, you never see an ant when it's cold outside. If it's cold, they're in the warm, they're content, they're happy, they got their food, they got everything they need, they don't need to go out. If the weather is bad, you don't see an ant outside. He's home, he has his food, he has everything they need. So the Bible says, go to the ant and consider her ways. Consider means to look diligently, not just at a glance, oh yeah, that's nice, and then turn around, but to pay attention to really see what's going on and how it's being done and why it's being done. And what it makes me think, because the ants are not only called ants in the Bible, an ant is also called a people in the Bible. And that's, we're going to go to 
uh, Proverbs 30, 24 through 28. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The answer are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. The spider taketh hold with their hands and is in king's palaces. See, all of these are very small and not strong animals and, and insects. The ants are not strong at all, but yet, they're very smart. And if you're wise, you can do a lot more than a strong person. When with wisdom, they have conquered cities, not by strength only. Strong people fall, but a smart person that uses wisdom can rise and can exceed any kind of strength. Wisdom is the principal thing it is written. So when we are wise and we provide, now what provide means is to gather when you have the opportunity, when you have a chance. Right now we have a chance to read the Bible. We have a chance to pray. We have a chance to love. We have a chance to get everything that we can from Jesus. We have that opportunity. We have that chance. When we're at home, we have Bibles. When we're at work, we could pray. We always have an opportunity to gather from God. Because then when we go through something, we don't need to borrow. When the devil comes in like a flood, we don't need to run and try to get help from somebody. We have what we need to survive. We have what we need to face any kind of problem that we go through when we gather our food in the harvest. Sometimes the devil comes in like a flood and you don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like praying, but that's the time you really need to pray and read. Do you need to gather? Because what happens if something was to go down and we ended up blind and we couldn't see? Now the Bible says that the people in the Bible, they went blind. Isaac went blind. Jacob went blind. It was because of old age, not because they sinned. That's just life. Some people go blind. Some people get hurt and can't move for a while. Some people get whiplashes, car accidents, and are out of are out of commission for a while. What happens then? Did you gather enough food to last you so that you can be thankful and grateful for what you're going through? If you cannot see, you have the word of God hidden in your heart that if somebody doesn't read to you, you can quote scriptures to yourself. Do you have that kind of love and peace and faith that when something happens, you might not be able to drop down on your knees to pray, but you sure can close your eyes and give God thanks. Do you gather enough while you you have a chance to take you through the hard times. Some people, we have a chance to read. Let me not get too ahead of myself. We're going to Romans 12, 9 through 16. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given the hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. See, if you gather where you have a chance, you will be able to pray for them that curse you. You will be able to bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. If you gather enough before it happens, you'll be able to, it'll be able to take you through when it happens 
See, David was always in the word of God. He was always praising God. He was always thanking God. And, and when you read the scripture, when he was running from his son and his son was trying to kill him and he was going up the mountain, there came a guy and began to curse David and to throw rocks at David. And one of David's servants says, can I go and I will smite him? And David said, don't do that. God told him to go and curse David. When you have enough God in you, when you gather, when you have a chance, when you need it, you will have it. David didn't get upset. He didn't go have the man killed. He accepted it. And he walked on and kept going because why? He had the peace of God. He gathered when the gathering was good. And when it was time to eat, he had enough to eat and to share with the other ones to leave that man alone. But if you don't steady, stay in the word of God and continue to pray. Give yourself to praying and to reading. When trials happen, we buckle, we fall because we don't have enough. Our storehouses are empty. We're only providing enough to last us for the day. And that's not good. I don't like to cook. I'm a guy that does not like to cook. So when I do cook, I cook a lot so that I can put it in the refrigerator so that later on I can go and eat and I don't have to cook again. Well, it reminds me because a lot of us do that with the Bible and with praying. We read the Bible sufficient for the day and we pray for that problem or we give Jesus thanks for that thing that he just did for us, but we don't go beyond that. And then when trouble happens, when trials come in, we don't have enough. We're going and trying to cook something and we don't have it. We need to prepare every day more than just for the day. Because when trials happen, sometimes you don't have time to run and grab your Bible. You need to have it inside. When you get hurt outside and you're used to praising God, the first thing that will come out of your mouth is either thank you, Jesus, or something. But when you're not used to it, words that you know you're not supposed to say, they accidentally slip out. What you are used to doing is going to come out. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever your heart is full of is what's going to come out. So when you get in a tough situation and you begin to pray, that's because your heart was full of praise. When the devil tries to get you down and tell you you ain't amount to nothing, you will not accomplish anything, you are nobody. When you begin to say thank you for who I am, that's because thanksgiving was in your heart. We need to gather while we have a chance. I don't know if we'll still be alive, but it's just on my heart to stress this point very, very, very much. We may or may not be here, but there will be a time when you have to really make a choice. Because if we're still here and they say the mark of the beast or death, you have to know that you're going to heaven. And the reason I say that is because the Bible says everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life will serve the beast. So if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you don't have an option to be in between. It's going to be a time where you have to either go or don't go, but those are your only options. So we need to gather right now. Right now, it's easy. We're not getting persecuted. We're not getting beat. We're not getting thrown in jail. We have leisure to pray, to read, to gather in everything that we can gather in so that if that time does come and we're still alive and they begin to haul us to jail because we are preaching Jesus, we will have enough to sustain us as long as we are locked up. We need to gather while the gathering is good. Right now we have a chance to gather. Let us gather 
We're going to John 9, 3 through 5. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You know, Jesus had a period of time to work. I don't know when he started, as early as he started, but the Bible quotes when he was about 12 years old is when he stayed behind and he was asking questions and, and answering questions. So if we say he started at 12, well then, according to the Bible, he had it from 12 to 33 that he worked. The Bible says, I must work while it is day. Right now, we have a chance to work. We have a chance to gather in the fruits. We have a chance to do the will of God because there comes times in Jesus' time, the darkness came and he was walking while it was light. But when the darkness was able to rule, when they got him and threw him in prison, he couldn't work no more. He was being beat. He was being tortured. He was being crucified. His work was done. The last thing he had to do was conquer death. And when he hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. My job is done. But right now, we have a job to do. We need to gather as much as we possibly can gather so that if that day comes when they do want to beat somebody or when they do want to say you can't preach that or when they want to say one world order, when if that happens and we're still alive, we have enough to carry us and know that God is the God that we serve no matter what man may say. And when he says death or say denounce Jesus, we can gladly choose death because we know that this life is only temporary and that we're gonna die anyway and so when we do die we'll be happy to see jesus's face in peace stephen gathered well he had a chance and he gathered so much when they got him and they threw him out of the city and they gnashed on him with their teeth and they could not withstand his words because he was giving them everything that he had gathered and the bible says that they looked on him and he looked like an angel because he was giving them what he had gathered and when he couldn't gather no more because they were stoning him, he had enough inside to cry out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had forgiveness in his heart and was able to say it out loud, although he was being stoned to death. Because he gathered when he had a chance. That's what we need to do is gather when we have a chance. Not just read for the day, but to think and to meditate, to study the scriptures, to dig into it, to get as much as we possibly can. So that if we do go through something, and we will, it is inevitable, it is a fact, it is written in the scriptures, you have to go through something. Offenses must needs be, it is impossible, but that offenses needs be. So we will be offended, we will go through something, but if we have gathered enough, whenever we go through something, we'll have enough to take us over. We will have enough to keep on giving God thanks no matter what we face. We will have the strength and enough to lift up our brother or our sister and bring them along too. We will have enough to be able to preach to somebody else about the goodness of the Lord, no matter if we are still struggling, no matter how bad the situation gets. If you gather well, you have a chance. You won't fall. The Bible says that those that believed in their God, nothing will offend them, which means nothing will cause you to sin or to fall spiritually. Nothing. If you gathered while you had a chance. We're going to Matthew 17, 17 through 21. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and preserved, 
generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Amen. That word perverse means to desort, to twist, to turn away from, or to misinterpret. You know, when you're reading the Bible and you have this feeling and you're like, you know what, I really, I need to read a little bit longer. And the devil says, you know, you read three chapters, you can stop. You're misinterpreting what God is trying to say. He's trying to say, gather more. You got more to gather. There's a lot more to get. Get it. And the devil's telling you, you don't need to do all that. You got to go to work. You need, you need to just stop. And then God knows what you you have need of these things. You have to provide for your family. You have to provide. If you don't, you're worse than an infidel. So you need to go to work and God will understand. He's just twisting the scriptures. That's all he's doing. God knows you have to go to work, but he's the one that's providing not you. He knows what you need to do. And that's why Jesus told us, first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If you first go and gather Jesus, then everything will be okay. Because he is your food. He's your water. He's your clothes. He's your house. He's your car. He's everything that you need. So first go get Jesus, and then everything else will fall into place. Don't let him twist the scriptures to you. Don't let him misinterpret the scriptures to you. Make sure you always pray and let the Holy Ghost tell you what the scriptures mean. Don't lean on your own understanding. We, If we think it, we need to prove to ourselves in the Bible that that's what it means. Don't just run with it. Oh, it means this. Okay, run with it. Because it might not mean that. We need to gather where we can. Jesus said this kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying. There are some problems in our lives that are not going to go away except through fasting and praying. We can believe. We can cry. We can ask we can beg but except we do beyond what we were asked to do it's not going to work Jesus said it's because of your unbelief nevertheless this kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying you've got to our walk with God can only go as much as we let it go see his disciples they were doing what Jesus was teaching them to do at that moment so they could heal the sick they could raise the dead but there came some devils that they didn't have no power over because this kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying you gotta go beyond what I'm commanding you to do in order for it to be unstoppable for you so sometimes when we pray and we read and we're excited, we need to remember, you know what? I need to throw in some fasting. I need to throw in some more prayer so that there won't be anything that can get in my way. Because his disciples, they were limited because they weren't going beyond. But Jesus told us how to go beyond. Praying is good. Reading is good. But more is always better. More, more, more. You can never read too much. And you can never pray too much. You can never fast too much. You have to go and go and go because this kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying. 
I was listening to the other day, one of the sisters said, you know what, sometimes it looks like we're having church and people come in and then people go out and I want to see more people delivered. And I begin to think, you know what, I do too. And Jesus brought it to me. This kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying. You can preach, you can pray, you can do, and, and people feel the power of God, but it's not enough to make them either really stay or really go. You have to fast and pray more than what you're doing. Then they will have a decision to make when they walk through that door. Do I want to keep the devil or do I want to let him go? They won't have the opportunity to just stay there. This kind comes out by nothing but fasting and praying. We have to do more. We got to gather more. We're going to Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him into the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You know, they all did good. They all had oil. They all had their lights burning. They were all virgins, which means they were all set apart. They were all waiting for the Master's use. They were all in the same boat in a way of speaking but just one only did the bare minimum they only did the bare minimum the other five on the other hand they did beyond what they were supposed to do they went beyond and they got more than what they needed at the time they got for later and it came in handy because when jesus tarried and didn't come for a while they were ready to go. When Jesus calls you and says, okay, you got to go fight or you got to do this or I need you to go pray or I need you to go preach. If you don't have enough and you want to go and your lamps aren't trimmed and burning bright, you know what you're going to hear next. I never knew you. Because Jesus only knows those that go beyond what they were supposed to do not the bare minimum go beyond what you're supposed to do when he came and he says go out and meet him we don't want to be trying to borrow or go get ready because that's going to be too late by the time they went and found somebody that would sell them some oil it was too late they had as much time as the other ones to go and buy all the oil they wanted but it's like sometimes we say you know what sunday service is enough and we go three times a week that's plenty that's not enough you should be gathering at your house you should be praying at your house. You should be reading at your house. You should be studying the scriptures at your house. Because we don't know. Jesus is not going to always call us when we're at the church. He might want us to do something when we were asleep on a weekday. We never know when we're going to need to do something. When we're going to need to pray for somebody. When we're going to need to exhort somebody. When we're going to need to just give somebody a listening ear. We never know. So we need to gather more than what we think we need. And it will be perfectly sufficient for what we need. We're going to Luke 17, 7 through 10. But which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle will send to him by and by when he has come from the field? 
go and sit down to meat, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded of him? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants, we have done that which was our duty to do. You know those five virgins, they only did what they were commanded to do. That's all they did. They didn't go beyond. And what happened at the end? They found out that they were unprofitable servants because they only did what they were told to do. Sometimes Jesus doesn't want to always tell us to do something. We need to do it on our own. He doesn't always want to wake us up in the morning and say, pray or say, read. Jesus said, how long shall I suffer you? How long shall I be with you? How long do I have to spoon feed you? How long do I have to always remind you to pray and to read? How long? When are you going to start doing it on your own? When are you going to just get up and say, Lord, I want to spend this time with you? When are you going to just get up and say, you know what? I didn't read enough yesterday. I'm going to read more today. When are we going to start just gathering in more without being told to gather more? Then we will be profitable. Then we will start seeing results, not only in our lives, but in the lives of the people that are around us. When we have something to give, we can't give something we don't have. And if we only have enough for ourselves, we can't give to others. And then we will be unprofitable because our life is to minister to people at every opportunity that we have. So we need to gather. This week, we need to gather. We need to gather more and more and more because I, I don't want it to happen that I gather barely enough and then a strong situation comes up and I don't have enough to carry me through and I end up buckling. I don't want that to happen to any of us. There's so many people that are on fire for God and they're just rejoicing and they're so happy, but they don't have enough to carry them through any kind of tribulation. Something comes up and they crumble and they fall and they can't go on. And it's because they didn't gather when they had an opportunity. God has given each and every one of us a time to gather. And right now is our time to gather as much as we can get. And then we will have enough for us and our households and those that walk by. And if Jesus tarries a long time, we'll have enough to last till he does come back. If we gather while we have a chance. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I'm going to open up the altar. If anyone needs prayer, just come up. My prayer is that this week I gather more than I gathered last week. I want to be in a way, but not in a way. Like that man that was in the Bible that said, I have so much goods, I don't have room to bestow all of my goods. The part I don't want to be like, is when he said, I will take down my barns and build bigger that I may say to my soul, rest. And he didn't give God glory and thanks. That part I don't want to do. But I do want so much until God has to enlarge our barns because we keep on gathering so we can feed others.
just had to go and follow you. Lord, let it be possible that we drink of the living water. You said come buy from me clothes and food and water. My Father, bless us to be able to go to you, that you will clothe us in the robe of righteousness, that you will give us of that bread of life, that you will give us of that living water, and that you will let the living water flow out of our valleys abundantly, my God, that whosoever around us may be blessed also, my God. Lord, we come before you, my God, that you will give us of that living water in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want you to give us double of the oil, my God, that our lamps will always be burning bright, my God. My Father, bless us to gather more and more and more. You said that you give bread to the eater. You give seed to the sower. My God, we are asking that you will give us that bread, my God, and that you will give us that seed to sow. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name, Lord, we are here before you, my God, asking in the name of Jesus that you will give us wisdom and understanding in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. My God, we are willing, oh Lord God. Lord God, you told Peter, your flesh is weak, but your spirit is willing. My Father, our spirits are all willing. I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you will give us wisdom and understanding, strength to endure to the end. In the name of Jesus, my God, that you will give to us that we will have to give to others. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name, my God, my God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for all that you have done for all that you are doing and for all that you are going to do. My God, you said, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life. My God, give Joseph a double portion of the water of life. Let him drink freely in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. My God, bless us to drink of that living water and let it become rivers of living water flowing out of our bellies, my God. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name, bless everything that we do to prosper. Bless our going out and bless our coming in. Bless us when we sit down and bless us when we rise. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, bless the fruit of our lips. Bless the work of our hands. Bless our jobs. Bless our businesses. Bless when we read your word, my God. Bless us when we pray. Bless us when we meditate on your word, my God. Bless us when we give thanks. Bless us when we praise your name. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, let everything that we do be done for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Don't let it be that our lights go out, my God. But Lord, you are the light of the world. My Father, live richly in us, O oh Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Then when you call our name, we will be ready and we will be able to hear. Well done. 
my good and faithful servant to enter into the joy of the Lord. Yes, Jesus. My God, don't let it be that we are content with what we have spiritually, but bless us to want more and more in the name of Jesus. My God, we want more of you, O oh Lord. Lord, thank you, Jesus. My Father, you said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. We are asking, my God, that you will come into each and every one of our lives and begin to set things in order. In Jesus' name, begin to write your word upon the table of our hearts, upon the doorposts. Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus. My God, we are asking for that living water living that you would bless us, my God, yes. to be able to drink freely. In Jesus' wonderful mighty Jesus. name, yes, that we will have to give to others. In the name of Jesus. Name of my Jesus. Father, I ask that you go yes. into the house of each and every one of yes, us. Lord, in yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. In the name and that Jesus. you will be there. Yes. Let your peace be yes. there. Yes. In Jesus' name, in begin Jesus. to set things in order, my God. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Make yes. us fit for your use. Yes, Lord, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name my of Jesus. My Father, grant us, oh, Lord God, yes, yes, the mercy Lord. that we need. Yes, because Jesus. we can do nothing oh, without Jesus. you, my God. Yes, we have to have yes, you. Yes, we can do nothing without you, my God. And I thank you and I praise you, oh Lord God, for what you have done. Yes, 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 Lord. My God bless us as we play music for you, oh Lord God. Bless every song that we sing. Bless the music, my God. Bless the instruments. Bless our voices. Bless our hands. Bless our feet. In the name of Jesus, that we may live a life that is for you, my God. Lord, let every step that we take be a step in you, my God. Be ordered by you. Don't let us take steps, my God, according to the past. But let us take steps in you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, I thank you and I praise you for these precious moments, my God. Yes, Lord, yes. Thank you, oh, Lord, for all that you have done. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for what you're going to do. Through faith in Jesus, we thank you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my Father, let your anointing be poured out upon us. Let your spirit be poured out upon us in the name of Jesus, that our gifts will be stirred up, that we will be able, my God, to do your will as long as we live in Jesus' name, that we will be able to trample every enemy, my God, that comes against us, that we will walk over the water in the name of Jesus, uh, that we will be able uh, to overcome every temptation, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, My God, but we can only do it with you. Oh, 
God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you in mind.